Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of Night Stalker Podcast, Season 2, Episode 146. And what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's talk about something a little bizarre, in my opinion, anyway. Religious cults that are based off of uh, UFOlogy. People that believe or have created a religion based on perception that there has been contact with a UFO or extraterrestrials. Um, let me just preface this uh, podcast by saying um, when I wrote my book um, Creatures of Folklore, Fact or Fiction uh, out of all of the urban legends that I had uh, written about or uh, talked about um, the only credence in any of them that I will, will give any type of uh, thought to is that there are a po- there is a possibility or probably more than likely life on other planets. However, our, we have somewhat of a very distorted idea of what life on other planets might be. We are always under the assumption that these are highly intelligent beings. Well, what if they're not? What if they're up there like us, living just like we are? With no ability to uh, travel in outer space any farther than we can. People don't take that into consideration. No, they just don't. They don't want to understand a concept that that every every life form that we don't aren't aware of does not mean that it is overly intelligent or its intelligence surpasses ours. Because honestly, in most cases, it probably doesn't. All right. So let's talk about some of these religions that have developed basically over. Um, UFOlogy, and you know, and what kind of got me thinking about this today was the um, I, w- I was thinking about you know after I had written uh, the book um, the Connecticut Cult, the uh, Broken Cross, I had been thinking about religious cults, and I mean if you look at you know Jimmy Jones and all of these cults where these you know you had mass suicides and um, I remember one as a young younger person, and the younger person is thirty, in my thirty, probably in my thirties. Then, when there were a bunch of uh, cults, one in particular, and I'm not sure the name of it, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, we're all waiting for this big uh, point in time where there's going to be contact. And what they ended up doing, it was a mass suicide because to contact these people, you would have to be dead. Well, not sure how that works. But then again, I have to think about the uh, psychological characteristics of people that are involved in things like this. 
And when I get into this a little farther, what you're what you're really going to see is some just some really really weird weird things going on. Um, the, the first society they want to consider a society, you know, um, which basically in the United States anyway. It has to do with um, any type of religious value associated with um, UFOs was um, organized in the 1950s by uh, George King. Uh, King claimed uh, there were contacts with extraterrestrials, uh, had an uh, extraterrestrial intelligence, and he referred to... Um, you heard this contact as a cosmic masters. Well, you know, again, I am a very big skeptic on things that aren't factual. Um, it, it also, you know, kind of brings me to the to the and I and I, I bash this this show all the time just because I think it's a very. Uh, I, I just think it insults my my and everybody else's average intelligence is the ancient aliens. You know, you have a group of people sitting around on TV set trying to explain why this happened or that happened and, and it's all reflected because of aliens and this and that and all, all sort of happy horse crap, but there's actually no proof. In one of the biggest, the biggest uh, fallacies in this whole thing is that um, creation of uh, buildings like uh, the pyramids, you know, how would they get stones up there that are that big, perfectly shaped, this and that. Well, it's not as complicated as people people want to make you believe. The simple fact is, if you think how, if you build something from the bottom up, and you want to get to the top, what do you do? How do you bring things to the top? Well, the normal mindset is, well, you have to have them placed up there, brought in, dropped in. No, you don't. What you do is you build a road that is continuously on incline, a certain degree incline, going up to the next level, and these things are just dragged up there, pulled by horses, oxes, or whatever they have, and in tune they can be basically rough fashioned and then final fashioned when situated where they had to be. So the, the the concept of movement, the concept of, uh, you know, fitting in there is, is nothing more than, you know, expert, uh, you know, uh, tradesmanship and um, being a little smarter than the average person and having a, an idea how cams and levers work. I mean, it's simple. It's not a, it's not a rocket scientist just like the uh, Delto Pass over in Russia when the five Hikers disappeared. They had all these theories and this and that, and it was just, it, it, and nobody could ever figure it out and this and that. I looked, I looked at it. I, I read some statements. I read some new information that was documents that were actually taken out of some of the files in Russia, and it was simply just a, it was an experiment. These, they knew these kids were up there. The Russians decided that they wanted to do a, a biological weapons test, and unfortunately, the uh, nine. Nine hikers up there happen to be the uh, guinea pigs. That's all, and that's based on all facts. There is uh, 
physical evidence to prove that. So we know that that's what's happened. There was no, you know, there was no bullshit going around with that one. But, and, you know, you wouldn't believe, and I didn't believe, um, how many religious groups were basically founded around um, UFOlogy and this kind of stuff. And it kind of makes me shake my head because, you know, I'm more of a logistic person than uh, I am anything else. Um, you know, I believe in fact, not fiction. I try to evaluate things. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is even Scientology um, has a lot to do with um, believed contacts with uh, extraterrestrials. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, you know, you don't want to be a, you know, I hate to be an idiot about it, but, you know, one has to um, take into consideration some of these things. You know, uh, Scientology, uh, most controversial parts of, you, you know, the group, um, it has to do with um, cosmo, uh, cosmology. Uh, there's a term that they're using. I don't remember exactly what it is. I can spell it for you. It's X-E-N-U. Um, and the presence of space, uh, uh, space and uh, science doctrines, and they just have this cohesive, um, cohesive bond with um, the belief that there are extraterrestrials out there, which, which then, in fact, is conf conflicting with a s supposedly Christian type of religious group believing in um, the intermixture of racial, uh, not racial, but excuse me, um, with astrological and uh, extraterrestrial co components, because it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, and, you know, I have done some research on, on that group, and, um, You know, all I could say is these people are brain fucked. Um, that's the best I could do for you. Um, one of the biggest, and, and here again, like I'm always telling you about patterns, you always have to look for patterns, right? So, you know, up until about the 1947, when Roswell, the Roswell incident happened, um, there was there were very few. Um, groups that uh, really were involved in UFOlogy or, you know, trying to cohesively intermix um, astronomy, astrology, UFOs and, into a religious type of facet. Um, and let's, and I'll, let's just, let's just go over this and you're, you're, you're going to see what I'm talking about when you have to look, look what patterning. Okay. Really? Up until about the 19, uh, probably, I don't really say 50s to 70s, there, there was a low amount. I mean, the, the only other one that was, really showed up any any earlier was about 1924, probably the earliest. And it's, it's some type of, of movement, um, 
It was a spiritual movement. There's not really much information about it. Um, it it's called the uh, Urantel movement. Not really much much information about it, but you know, and up until the 50s, for 20 years, you know, two decades, there was nothing there. Scientology itself was the origin point was not of a, uh, a religious. Um, a pre-existing religious uh, ideology. It was actually, um, you know, it was actually, believe it or not, founded by L. Ron, uh, Ron Hubbard. So if L. Ron Hubbard is the one that developed this, not a, there was no, um, There was nothing else to it. This is a human being that did, founded this organization, okay? Or, and and that's what it is. It was there was no biblical, scriptural, astrological um, ideology behind it prior to its invention or its its founding. So therefore, one has to lead that. Okay, so you know, what's going on here. Um, even like groups like the, uh, Na the nation of Islam, you know, that had not been a really existing, uh, cultural religion in any form until 1930. And it was actually, uh, founded by Wallace, uh, Farad, uh, Muhammad. So, like I said, in all of these cases, you have to, okay, well, if there was no, like the Bible is basically thousands and thousands of years old. There's scriptural contents. There's the Dead Sea Scrolls. There's the Bible. And, you know, this goes back as far as the farthest religion, but there are contexts to it. You know, you have scriptural context. You have artifactual context. You have the Bible, which is basically a, a written statement by whoever wrote whatever part of it. These other religions don't really have that. And I'm just going to try to pick out some of the bigger ones that are um, uh, more well-known um, that really started popping up. Uh, the Cosmic Circle of a, uh, a Fellowship uh, was founded in 55 by William Ferguson. Again, no con no context prior to that. Ground Crew Project, which was in the 1980s, which I don't know how long that was. Another another one. This is, I think, the crazy one I was talking about. Heaven's Gate, uh, Marshall App Apple Apple White and Bonnie uh, Nettles. That was developed in the 70s. Uh, but you see here, see see the pattern here is these were all human based original origin-based by humans, okay? They weren't scripturally, they had no prior context, they had no prior religious context. These were something that were just manifested because people, you know, wanted, I don't whatever they wanted. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking them, I'm just saying that they, there was no uh, order of the uh, solar temple by Joseph uh, DiMambro and uh, Luca Jarrett. You know, that was another one in 84. Um... 
you also have the Universal People by Ivo um, Benden, uh, 97. Um, I'm just trying to, this is a real good one. I, I don't really even know why this one is in here. Joy of uh, Slain Ministries, not sure. Andrew and Maxim, uh, Dietrich, 2002. Um, but you see what I'm saying is these are all groups. This, this is all an, ideologic, an ideological belief based on something that another human has created. Okay, the, the Dead Scrolls were written, but they were physical evidence of a belief, and if you can, you know, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying you can't knock whatever you don't want to knock. You can knock whatever you want, but if you look far back, as far back as it, there's physical evidence. The Bible in itself is physical evidence of how old this religious belief is. The Dead Sea Scrolls, thousands and thousands and thousands. People don't just write thousands and thousands and thousands of people pieces of. Uh, documentation when there's nothing to really um, validate it, okay? Now, that's thousands of years old. All of this stuff, I mean, the, the widest spread you have is from a couple independent groups in the 50s, one in the 30s, the 70s were full with them, the 80s were full with them. Uh, 1990s were full of them. 2000s, they started fading off. The, the Seekers, which was um, the Seekers, uh, it was also known as the Brotherhood of the Seven Rays. Um, Charles uh, Loghead, or uh, Dorothy Martin, um, also known as Myron Keach. You see, you see what I'm saying? This, these are ideologies that were developed by humans. So let's get back to some other things that, um, you know, and, and I really kind of hate beating ancient aliens because, you know, it's entertaining when I want to insult myself. So I, I do watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I just, I, I, I watch it just to get an idea of what, what, not only what is trending, but what people are, basically I'm gauging the intelligence of <laughs> human society and what they what 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 they will uh, bow down to believe, you know, because this this has got some shit. Um, hieroglyphics, okay. You find them in you find them in caves, you find them in on rock you know, drawn on rock structures. Listen, listen folks, let me give you a quick a short dissertation on archaeology, okay? I've been involved in archaeology now for probably 35 years. Humans came across, you know, from Siberia into North, well, they came into through Canada, Alaska, Canada, into the central United States, probably... Estimation is about seventeen to 20,000 years ago, but those are just on uh, archaeological sites that we actually have our uh, uh, known sites that have produced carbon samples or some type of uh, artifact debris that has been carbon dated or dating, dated by some other 
method. So if we think about the people that were back, lived back then, they didn't have the uh, education we did. They had the survival mentality, the group, the nomadic, you know, mentality, the family mentality, but that was it. I mean, yes, they understood that they needed natural resources, but beyond that, you know, you're really pushing the, you're, you're really pushing the envelope, okay? So why would we expect, you know, and obviously if they designed, you know, their, if they manufactured their own clothes, designed their own jewelry, uh, weaponry, this and that, there was an artistic ability there. So why their perceptions of what they saw, skies in the night, shadows in the night, whatever, is not going to relate to them as known fact. Like if I see a shooting star, that's what I, I, I know, that's what it is. It's either a comet or, or a star or, so, or something, something, or, or a, nowadays a satellite. I, that's, that's already processing in my mind when I see something like that. Um, what, what would these people think if they saw that? Right? Well, let's go into modern times. Roswell, 1947. Actually, even later than that. Area 51. Built in 1955, eight years after the, Ro- the Roswell incident. Uh, no way that, uh, what, what did you do with the effing aliens for eight years? And their spaceship. All bullshit. But you can believe it if you want, but it's bullshit. Doesn't, there, there's no sense to it. Um, you know, uh, Bob Lazar lied about everything. There's no factual proof of anything that he stated. And there's reasonable explanation. Okay, so to prove that he did, you know, he's just a bullshitter, but everybody believed him. Um, but even back then, when you had commercial pilots flying at, 20, 000, at an altitude of 20,000 feet, seeing military spacecraft being designed at Area 51 that had had an altitude capacity of about 60, 50 to 60,000 feet. When they looked up and saw something, you know, almost 40,000 feet in the air higher than them, even even as a, a well-educated person, what are they going to think? Because it's not something normal that they see, okay? Although it can easily be explained today because of we know what was going on there now. Back then you couldn't. It's the same way when you have people that are, let's face it, Stone Age, their interpretation and impressions of things are different, going to be different. It's a, because it's a lack of understanding of a lot of things, mathematics, science, um, just just a lot of things. So these, these you know, um, petroglyphs are just impressions of what they believe they saw. And you have to remember, at that time, there was some type of uh, religious structure, structure, culture, you know, religious uh, structure within the culture or whatever society was there at the time. And, and this can easily be proven because like I, when I, when I bashed Bigfoot and everybody had a, had a, a, a fit, 
you know, think about it this way. You know, Bigfoot is supposed to be throwing rocks, you know, hooting, hollering, banging sticks on trees, this and that. Um, you know, where, where was the evolutionary uh, technological advancement? There wasn't any. Okay, so there isn't any Bigfoot. You know, by now, Bigfoot wouldn't be, you know, especially if they saw and interacted with, you know, Native Americans who by that time had already built dwellings, had, you know, come up with weaponry and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, why all of a sudden can't these bipedal whatevers um, have that technology? Because they don't exist. To, to further the fact is why would they bury or hide their dead? They had no social custom because if they had social and cultural customs, they would have a, had to have an intelligence to develop these things. Now, the first part of the development is one survival. Survival includes tools. Um, you know, tools to hunt with. They didn't have those. They're banging sticks up against a tree, hooting and hollering, right? Um, they had no no way of, uh, besides, it would be digging with their hands to recover roots or whatever they were eating. You know, so you, you see what I'm saying? There was no religious concept for, quote, Bigfoot, if that's what one wants to call this fictitious thing. So there was a lack of, there would, would be no reason for them to hide anything because they weren't, they had no concept of death. They had no concept of uh, religious value or culture uh, related to, to death. So therefore, you know, it's a pretty easy thing to figure out. And in this case, the petroglyphs or, or drawings, and, and, you know, it's like this. We're looking at petroglyphs and, and these drawings, and we're associating them with one thing. But we don't know what the intent of the individual drawing or designing these petroglyphs were. You know, like, like the songwriters often say, you know, people come up to us and ask us, you know, what what was the motive for the song? What does it mean? This and that. A lot of a lot of song, you know, a lot of musicians will tell you, well, there was no real idea. It just happened that way. You know, we just came up with something and we put some words in it, changed around, and boom, there you go. Because people are always looking for a deeper a deeper meaning into things than there are. You know, so and unfortunately, this is this is the ideology that people have because they can't or don't want to maybe in some cases, you know, rationally and, uh, you know, pick things apart based on physical evidence and, and basic life, how things will work. You know, I mean, this is the same way with these religious groups. I mean, and I'll tell you, um, this we're specifically dealing right now with groups, religious groups involved with ideology. Don't get yourself wrong. Any religious cult has an ideology that one negates their religion, any type of religious aspect. It only promotes what they want to get out of the 
followers. Money. Free work. Free sex. Whatever. The religion part of it is only the draw. And yes, I've done a book on that too. The Connecticut Cult, The Broken Cross. And this is what this is what you get. You know, these groups are designed to portray their vision or an individual or another individual's vision of what they think is, is reality or perception of reality, which doesn't mean that it is. It just means that that's how they think. And usually these people, if you really sit down and talk to them, you will realize, uh, especially cult members, leaders, if you sit down and talk to them, and I have talked to quite a few of them, you will immediately realize that there's some type of psychological uh, or mental disorder going on. Simple. You know, some of the other things you can look up is are the Doomsday Cult, um, a list of uh, UFO organizations, and, and somewhere, you know, they will there will be um, some mention of UFO cults and this and that and you know, I'm like I tell people, I don't tell you what to believe or what not to believe, but you know, make sure it makes some common sense. If you're gonna if you're gonna believe something, make sure there's some um, common sense to back it. I mean, you know, if people sound like they're talking crazy or what they're saying sounds too good to be true, it probably isn't. So, with that in mind, if anybody wants you to go out in the field and look for UFOs on a real dark night and they give you some Kool-Aid. Um, yeah, just throw that shit out and, you know, open up, you know, open up some Red Bulls. You'll be fine with that. You know, don't, don't drink anything they give you. Don't eat any fucking food. You're probably going to die. So with that in mind, remember, if you're in a dark place, a dark room, a dark pool hall, a dark stairwell, dark alley, maybe even a dark path in the woods. Always remember to figure out the way out before you get there, because if you don't, you may be the next person on the Night Stalker. And if you are, you probably won't be listening. Until then, this is episode number 146, season 2 of the Night Stalker podcast, and I am the host, Michael C. Bouchard.